0: vacation and break. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So uh, Pastor Harris is going to come and give us the word. And um, uh, and so here he comes. (laughs) Amen. I was going to give him an introduction, but we all we all know him. All right. Mike is there. It's clean. He got water, too. I ain't touching none of it. Okay, can you hear me now? We're good? I wanted to keep my hand free. I was going to um, just welcome Deacon Joseph over here who came to see me. Said he would like to come and support me. Actually, I had a few people say they like to support me. I said, I don't know, this might not be the time to do that. <laughs> so he said, if I get there and, and they won't let me in, I just have to turn around and, and leave. So I'm glad he's here, I'm glad they let him in. He just became a deacon not too long ago. Uh, what church is it? Pleasant Hope. Pleasant Hope. Couldn't remember that the same Life. Pleasant Hope over on Belvedere. Always good to see Seth and his family. I'm not going to try to call out everybody's name because I know everybody. or <laughs> well, almost everybody anyway, and I don't want to leave anybody out. So he told me that uh, we're basically only here for an hour. Right? All yeah. uh, right. I say, so we're going to preach, I guess, around 30 minutes. He said, 30 or 40, whatever. I say, well, how about less than 30? He said, they'll love you. <laughs> so I told him, just tell him to get the love ready. All right. When I was last here, I think it was the last time I was here, Miles was here and came and told me, and y'all, somebody said, uh-oh, because no telling what he'll say. He came and told me after the service, he said you shouldn't have been no pastor so i i was kind of afraid to ask but god gave us the spirit of fear so i said why he said you should have been a comedian you like my uncle (laughs) y'all got a bunch of jokes so i'm not going to tell a bunch of jokes today so we can get out of here i'll do this though i'm going to take my mask off for a minute yeah You know, me and Pastor usually talk the city poly thing, so I'm not going to let them get away with it this time. All right, John. Now, seriously, um, and so that we can move right along, let me just ask a question. I always got a bunch of questions, but can you remember a time in your life when you or somebody close to you, for that reason, just felt like God wasn't around? up, no matter how much you called on him. Pray, you pray, you pray. He just wasn't there in your mind. You just don't think he's around. He's not listening. Feeling. Any of you ever been there? And, and if, um, This is going in and out. Is it because I'm moving or... So. (laughs) Good. Saying if you haven't had that feeling before, if nothing's ever happened to you like that before, you just have birthdays, it will happen. Sooner or later. Yep. Sooner or later, it will happen. Now during this time of COVID, COVID-19 to be exact. With the thousands of people dying and the millions of others getting sick, a million of people getting sick, a lot of people are asking the question and a lot other questions, but where are you, Lord? Are you here? Are you around? Now, realistically, as far as Christians are concerned, the statistics show that most Christians are really not feeling bad or asking Lord, where are you? But there are still quite a few, and and quite a few is too many, knowing that God did not give us the spirit of fear. So if it's okay, I wanna preach today from a Psalm that deals with those questions, but also offers us great solutions. I'll be preaching from the book of Psalms, but before we get started, let me explain. There are several types of Psalms. We, we, We usually hear the ones about wisdom, Praise, messianic, messianic. My time is up. <laughs> Let your church say amen. <laughs> Jesus wept. He went to the cross. We glad he did. He died, but he got back up early Sunday morning. <laughs> Didn't he do it? <laughs> Dropped mic. past the envelope. <laughs> All right, I said I wasn't going to do that, didn't I? Oh, yeah, I'm preaching from the book of Psalms. Okay, we usually hear wisdom, praise, messianic, thanksgiving, royal, and lament. Those are the ones that we usually hear about the most. Wisdom is moral, usually teaching some type of moral lesson. Praise, also known as hymns, were written to celebrate God. Messianic, they talk of the suffering and victory of Christ the Messiah. Thanksgiving, has written to thank God for something he has done, royal about his kingship and how kings can help their people be closer to God. Lament is usually due to some painful experience or event. Now Here are some others we don't usually hear by type. One is imprecatory. That's those that invoke judgment, calamity, or curses on one's enemy, or those perceived as the enemies of God. Song to be sung, and are not always directed towards God. I think he's pointing you out over here. Yeah, you're in the late people section. Plus, you... You see, your brother went to swell up on you too, didn't you? <laughs> see, didn't you see that man say over there? Get the stepping. Maskill. That could refer to a kind of wisdom, a wisdom poem or music genre, prayer, a direct play, a direct plea, request to the Lord. You have Mikem. which well, is actually Mike Tum. It's only six of them. Five have a musical recommendation, and four are connected to a specific event in David's life. You have Shagayan, a wild, passionate song. There's only one in the Book of Psalms, but then the other, because there's only two, the other is in Habakkuk, the whole last chapter. Then you have Song of Ascent, which refers to a pilgrimage, meaning going upward, and it's upward towards Jerusalem. Those would just help you with the reading when you're reading through psalms. But today, I'm going to be coming from Psalm 13. Psalm 13. That is a psalm of lament, which, like I said, is usually due to some painful experience or event. Psalm 13. Let's turn there. I started to preach from my laptop today, but I guess I'm old school, it just would not work. So I'm trying to go to middle old school and I'm going to pull the scripture up on my phone. This psalm is about David and it's written by David. You remember old David? David was the one that that killed Goliath when he was a teenager. David was the second king of Israel. David was known as the greatest king. David danced. A lot of people say he danced out his clothes, which he didn't. But David danced when they returned the Ark of the Covenant, that David. David was the one who wrote most of all of the 150 Psalms because he wrote 75 of them, that David. All right, let's go to Psalm 13. I'm going to be reading from the... N-A-S-B, New American Standard Bible. And it reads us thus. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him, and my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. But I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Verse 6, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. The title for the day. Between the sorrow and the song is his chesed. Chesed is C-H-E-S-E-D, is a guttural sound, which is really, so it's chesed. I don't really wanna do it because I got the microphone and we're going through COVID. (laughs) So the English word is hesed, H-E, or the English pronunciation is hesed, H-E-S-D. Alright, and for you all you scholars and everybody in here, my main idea to the passage is trusting in God's faithfulness. The main ideas to the sermon. I'm giving you three. Lord, where you at? Two, remembering you can trust in his kesset. And three, sing, because he's always been good. You know, he just touched on that a little bit with the song, matter of fact, quite a bit, with the song that he just sung in the opening. All right, so as we look at Psalm, at this particular Psalm, this is what we see. In verses one and two, we find the question starting, how long? How long? He says it four times, David is crying out four times, Lord, how long? How long do I have to go through this? How long am I going to go through this? How long? In three and four, David tells the Lord what to do and why he wants him to do it. David, bold, isn't he? Five, his memory kicks in. And then six, he sings. Now in the way of background, we find this um, song being written by David and it says that he's being chased. Now they believe that he's being chased by, possibly being chased by Saul because Saul chased him so much. First of all, in the first two verses, David questions God four times. One, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? He felt like God had left him. Second time, how long will you hide your face from me? He felt like he had been cut off. Third, how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow? And this sorrow is a deep, deep sorrow. It it, it, it can lead to depression. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart? All the day? He was in a deep, deep state of depression all day. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? He felt people were laughing at him and looking at him and laughing at his God because his God wouldn't show up and save him. Anybody been there? People think because you're a Christian, everything's supposed to go your way every minute of every day. And when it doesn't, um. Let me let me mention this. I used to smoke reefer. <laughs> yeah, and the first time I ever smoked, it was on the steps <laughs> at City, outside the cafeteria. But I used to smoke weed, I used to smoke reefer. And when I did, he made me forget my point. Messing you poly people. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> right. This is your mind. <laughs> this is your mind on weed. <laughs> this is your mind off of weed. All right. I stayed high for 25 years. I remember that part. All right. I tell you, man. Let me, let me move on. I'm going to move on. All right. Now that we talked about David, that's David in the Old Testament. We're talking about how he he he. Uh, you have a daughter city now too, don't you? She'll be all right. She'll be all right. It's not a city thing. They didn't teach me to smoke. I did that all on my own. They actually helped me try to stop. All right. Okay. But we look at David. David is this one that's writing this thing here. He's going through lament. He's, he's crying out to God for what he's going through. He's, he's asking, how long, Lord? When are you going to show up? I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm praying to you. I can't find you. It's just like doing this COVID thing. People are saying, all these people are dying. When are you going to show up? Where you at, Lord? Where you at? In verse 3, he talks to God. He says, consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. He felt that God didn't show up soon, and if God didn't show up soon, he would die the sleep of death, literally. Then four, he says, lest my enemies say I have overcome him, lest my adversaries rejoice when I am shaken, meaning he had nothing left. He felt his back was against the wall. He was between a rock and a hard place. He had nothing left, and God was not showing up. Anybody been there? I told you, if you haven't, keep on living. Now comes verse 5, and this is the most important part of the whole psalm. It says, but I have trusted in thy loving kindness. That's in the New American Standard. Over in the Tanakh, which is the original Hebrew language, it says faithfulness. In the King James, it uses mercy. And then in the Amplifies, it says mercy and loving kindness. And then in the NIV, it actually says your unfailing love. Each of those Bibles use a different word to describe what David is trusting in. Loving kindness, faithfulness, mercy, mercy and loving kindness, and unfailing love. There's one word that means all those words and even, even more, like steadfastness, grace, and loyal, and this word is hesed. Hesed is one of the most important words used in the Old Testament because it talks about God's love which cannot be matched, it cannot be changed. He does the things for us because he told us that he will do those things, and he cannot go back on his word, and it's because of Kesed. So Kesset is very, very important. The closest word they say that you come up with in the Old Testament, I'm excuse me, in the New Testament, is actually Karis. which means, she going to sleep. Oh, did you catch that, Curse? Nokey doke. All right, and Curse. So it means grace, but it means a lot more than grace. It's benefit. It's benevolent. As I said, it's steadfastness. It's all of those words, and, and, and you need all of those. His loving kindness is better than life. That's Keset. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. That's Keset. His mercy endures forever and ever. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us over in Psalm 136, again and again, turn to 136, Psalm 136. And it tells us about his mercy enduring forever. Now, we're not going to read the whole thing because it's uh, 26 verses. If you dare say amen, if you not say hold up. All right? I hear page rattling, that's a good sign. See, if everybody had tablets and phones and stuff, you couldn't hear all of that, could you? You just have to try to figure for everybody there. Excuse me? I can't hear a word you saying. Oh. She ain't going to let nobody mess with me in there. <laughs> all right. Okay, but Psalm 136. When you look at Psalm 136, again, we're not going to read them all, but if you just look at the last line in each verse, what does it say? His mercy. Next verse. Next one. Let's keep going. It's not going to change. You can just go ahead down. Come on, mouth. His mercy endures forever. It tells us again and again and again, his mercy endures forever. It tells us the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. This doesn't stop. This is his keset. This is his love for us. And the same love that he showed for Israel, he shows toward us. Because we've been grafted in. We are the seed of Abraham. Because it is a quality in God that David had to remember while he was so diligently seeking God, while he was believing God had disappeared from his life. The scripture then tells us he remembered. So while he was going through that depression, while he was having that sorrow in him and, and, and feeling real bad and, and, and just had no way out, it says in verse two that he had sorrow in his heart all day, all day. He was beginning to suffer depression, but once he remembers God's chesed, he was able to move on to verse 6. Once he remembered the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. Once he remembered that his loving kindness is better than life. Once he remembered great is thy faithfulness, O God, great is thy faithfulness. After this, then he was able to move on to verse 6. Verse 6 says, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So because God has shown himself to be faithful on his behalf before, David knew that he would show up again. So where he started out doubting, now he remembers God and his chesed. His loving kindness, his faithfulness, his love, his steadfastness. Once he thought about these things, now he can sing. Isn't it funny how that, that, that happens with us also? We go through what we go through, and sometimes we feel that we can't get up. We just can't, uh, can't shake this thing. It's like, Lord, where are you? Lord, I love you, but you know my rent is due. And now with this COVID thing, a lot of people are going to be losing their houses and all because of the rent factor. We know that the $600 is going to be cut, has been cut. So we have people in dire straits now. And they're wondering, Lord, where you at? Where you at? We saying, Lord, I love you. But, but you know, I haven't worked in months. Father, I trust you. But where you at? The problem is the way we look at but is different from how God looks at it. David said, I have trusted, I have faith in your faithfulness. I know you will help me. Why? Because you've come to my rescue before. You got me out of one thing after another. Won't he do it? He'd done it before, and he'll do it again. We need to hold on to that. We know he did it for David before, but more importantly, he did it for us before. Those things that we have gone through, he has shown up and shown himself to be faithful on our behalf. Talking about the $600 thing, I teach for CCBC, and the department that I teach in, we don't even know if they're going to reopen. So I don't know if I'm going to have a job there or not. So I was getting unemployment. And with the unemployment, I was one of those ones getting the $600 extra a week. So I was looking forward to that $600 a week. Matter of fact, even when I was working with CCBC, I wasn't getting paid every week. So them checks came every week, boy, I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> please. They notified me Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, I'm in the bank. Plus I said, I got something for them. I took their money out of that bank and went and put it in my bank because I figured I'd never want them to come and check <laughs> and think I got too much money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when the six hundred dollars. So when the six hundred dollars was canceled, when they cut that out on July the 31st, even though I knew it was coming, that was the cutoff day. Tuesday after that was the first day that we got our regular unemployment benefit without the $600. However, in between, good gracious, in between the Friday of July the 31st and the Tuesday when the check came without the $600, I got offered a job. I got offered a job as a corporate compliance officer. Two amens and a woohoo. All right, I'll tell you what I know. And they created the position for me. Won't he do it? You know, you, you, you hear the, the old people say, look at God. Look at God. Yeah, he'll do it. Will he work it out? he make a way out of no way. No matter how it seems, no matter how far he may seem to be missing from your life, he shows up when you're least expected. You know, there's a saying, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. I don't say that. You know why? Because I always want him. So whenever he shows up it's on time, I always want him around. So he always come when I want him, because I always want him. Keep showing up, keep showing up. You just have to believe that he is. You have to believe that he will, because he's done it before. He's shown himself to be faithful on our behalf. He's a good God. Just remember, you can trust in his keset, his love, his faithfulness, his mercy, his loving kindness. You can trust in his grace. Then whether you feel like singing out loud or even singing to yourself, just do it. Sing. Sing. Sing because he's been good to me. Matter of fact, in the Tanakh, it ends up with the last part of that first. Instead of saying bountifully, he dealt bountifully with me. It says he's been good to me. That's what you just sang in your song. He's been good to me. And he will continue to be good to you. He has no other way to go. He has to. He cannot go back on his word. And the Bible says David sang. Now we know that when some people get into church and they sing, you got some people that can sing real good. Then we say they sang, they sang. All right? We don't necessarily have to sing, but you need to sing. You need to give him praise because the Bible says whenever somebody, not just the Bible, but we learn if anybody ever does something good for you, what are you supposed to do? Say thank you. So when God blesses you, what are you supposed to do? Say thank you. In this particular text is just saying that David is saying his thank you in a song. So, wherever you are, whether you're in a group, whether you are by yourself, whether you're in the shower, whether you're cutting the grass, whether you're walking down the street, whether you're putting out the trash, when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, shout out, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for saving me. What a mighty God we serve. See, those songs can hit you when you know you've gone through something that he's showed up. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. You have to have a song in your heart and not be afraid to let that song come out. You know, I'm not going to try to put Deacon Durrell on the spot over there, but he always says, he tells me that he can't sing, but he's always singing. Because you have a song in your heart, and you have to let God know. We have David who's gone through this. How long, Lord, where you at? How long, where you at? Where you at? Are you ever going to show up? And he went from that to I sing. I sing. And he sings, because the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Matter of fact, that's another song. What it say? For the Lord is good. Yes, the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good, and his mercy endureth forever. That's it. I ain't going to the second part. you patting your foot and ready to go I ain't going to do it but that's the thing he is good and because he is good because his mercy endures forever because we know this just like David knew this we need to sing we need to rejoice we need to shout hallelujah thank you Lord for saving me amen let's pray Father God we thank you We thank you for who you are, we thank you for what you have done in our lives, for what you're doing in our lives, and the plan that you even have now for us. We don't even need to know the plans, we just need to make sure that we know you. And we just thank you. Thank you for showing up on our behalf. You are not just a God of a second chance, but you're a God of a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. You've come again and again and again. We can depend on you. I can depend on God. Lord, just bless each and every one of us as we, we be in this place today and as we leave this place. Keep us safe. Just shadow your love around us. Be that blanket of protection above, around us. It is in Jesus' name we give all thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. I had to hesitate a minute. I'm finished. I hesitated a minute when I said we can depend on God because that's your, your, your uncle used to sing.